the latest in the Bova News podcast series. I'm your host, Kim Bremer, and in this Bova News highlight series, we will be speaking with each of the four outstanding dairy farm recipients of the 2022 Innovation Center for U.S. Dairy Sustainability Award winners. These prestigious awards have recognized more than 80 winners from nearly 300 nominees since the program's creation in 2012. Joining us today is Steve Shahadi with Bar 20, a dairy farm located in Kerman, California. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. First and foremost, uh, Bar 20 Dairy has a great story and rich family history of seven decades of growth to build a real, true sustainability ethic for the future. Can you tell us a bit about the history of your farm and yourself? Yes, I'm third generation uh, dairy farmer. Uh, my grandfather got into the business uh, around 1950 and, uh, and on the processing side, bottling milk and uh, uh, delivering it throughout the, the Fresno area in the Central Valley. And uh, about 1960, he said, well, let's let's produce our own milk because uh, we can control quality. And quality was always very important to him. I mean, he told me when I was a kid that, you know, we, we care about this milk. Quality is number one because people are feeding this product to their children and their babies. And so it's got to be good. And so from 1960, we started with a few hundred cows. Uh, 2005, we expanded to over 6,000 cows. And that's kind of currently where we're at, about 6,000 milk cows, and uh, still deliver uh, our product to Producers Dairy, which is run by my uncle and his kids. Uh, me and my father operate the, the dairy and farming operation, and our cousins uh, bottle it and, and send it throughout our Central Valley of California. What would you say is your biggest goal at Bar 20 Dairy? Mm, our biggest goal is, uh, I mean, we value four things. We value our employees. We value our animals, we value our, our environment, and uh, just trying to do the right thing. And so we've always been taught, we've, we've third generation, my daughter's a fourth generation, she's studying dairy science in, in college. And uh, so we got the next generation coming along, but we live here, our employees live in this environment, and uh, we've always just tried to do the right thing and you know improve a little bit each day. And uh, I think it shows. We just had an employee appreciation event where we have over 60 people. Uh, about 70% of our employees have been with us 10 years or more. And we've got a couple employees over 40 years. So uh, try to create a, a family atmosphere. And uh, you know, we're only as good as our people. And the people that milking the cows, producing the product, and taking care of the animals. And uh, again, uh, it's not us. It's, it's everybody doing the job. Mm, well said. You have some very innovative on-farm projects that made you a clear winning choice for this sustainability award. Can you walk us through uh, the numerous investments that you've made and how they've added up to improvements in the environment? Sure, sure. We uh, First, about five, six years ago, we got into solar. We got into solar and uh, have two megawatts of solar, one on the farming side and one on the dairy. And this utilizes the, the hot sun of the Central Valley to help offset some of our energy costs. So we've gone to efficiency lighting, LED, which cuts the electric use, use by 75% on, on the lighting costs. And, uh, and then, of course, the latest is a digester. But the digester, even though it began operation in, in 2021, about November, it was a process that took us probably 15 years. We started looking at digesters in 
2007 and got hooked up with a company that was going to build a digester for us. And then they went, went broke uh, when the financial crisis hit. And so we spent two or three years looking for that right partner. And in 2013, we came upon our, our current partner on the digester project, which is California Bioenergy. And uh, started out with one plan. I mean, uh, for us, we looked at gas into the pipeline, but there was no pipeline that could take our gas. It was several miles away and it would have been unfeasible. And then we looked at uh, generators producing electricity. And after a few years, of looking at that, we came up with the, CalBio introduced us to a company that does a fuel cell, which is near zero emission uh, electricity pr production. So what we've done is we put together, we've got a 25 million gallon lagoon that's covered, that captures the, the methane. And uh, from there, the, the, the gas goes through a skid, which cleans out the impurities. The, the gas is about two thirds methane and the other impurities need to be removed in order to have clean gas. And then from there, it goes into this fuel cell, which through chemical reaction produces energy, which goes into the grid. And uh, it's the first of its kind. Uh, there's a couple projects following behind us, but it's, it's very efficient, much more efficient than solar. It produces about four times the amount of power as a solar, one megawatt of solar, because it runs 24 seven and uh, can burn gas when the sun's gone. And so California, two big challenges we have are clean air and uh, lack of renewable energy or energy in general. I mean, we're, our grid is strained. So it seems like a perfect solution for, for where we live, you know, creating green energy and uh, cleaning up the methane. So uh, it, it's been an adventure. You also have a partnership with BMW North America, uh, which I think is fairly unique. How did this conversation to power electric vehicles start? How did how did you get to that place? Well, our partner is CalBio. Um, like I said, we're dairymen. We know how to milk cows and how to take care of animals and, and do the dairy side of it. And CalBio understands these uh, digesters and they've got different projects throughout the state. But uh, the, the project with the fuel cell and the digester was cost several million dollars. I mean, it was over, it's about $13 million. And we got a grant from the state of California for about three, but I'd, I'd say the partnership is BMW, CalBio, and of course our bank, because without the bank lending us the money and feeling comfortable with this technology, it probably would have never happened and, and the grant. But uh, so uh, BMW uh, was, no, was notified about the project and uh, there's these things called low carbon fuel standard credits, which uh, companies will buy to offset their emissions. And so BMW uh, heard about the project and, and invested in our, our uh, methane reduction. And so through the LCFS credits, that helps. It's like an investment into our project. And without the invested to pay, pay back the bank, it wouldn't have happened. So, BMW buys our, our offset credits and uh, it helps them reduce their emissions and it also helps uh, makes the, these kind of projects possible. So we're very thankful that they had the confidence in our project. Well, and you touched on this. This is a considerable investment. Uh, what made you make that actual leap and decide to invest in these sustainable management practices? Well, di digesters have come a long way. Back in 2008, 2000. 
nine, there was very few. There was several digesters that were built that were not even operating, but through the advances in the state and some of the programs they've made available. And, uh, you know, a big challenge we have is energy costs. I mean, energy costs are one of the biggest expenses we have besides feed and labor. And uh, it keeps going up every year. So we look at this between our power from the solar and the digester, we produce more energy than we use on all our farming and all our dairy operations. I mean, it's, it's a couple million kilowatt hours a year. We're gonna produce more that goes back into the grid. So anything we could do to offset our power costs, which keep going up and with, with milk prices, they go up and they go down. You have no control over where you, what you're getting paid for your milk. So I try to control what we can control. And if we can control energy costs and other operating costs, and well, we invested for the future. You know, like I said, I'm third generation, fourth generation's right around the corner. But in order to survive and, and stay strong, I think you need to look for other ref sources of revenue. I mean, we have cows, our milk, and our manure. Those are the ways that we can increase our revenues. And so maximizing uh, milk production, maximizing uh, the manure side of it, which I, it's very exciting. There's a lot of really remarkable technologies coming out each day. And so for us, the fuel cell was, was best for us, but for other dairies that are closer to pipelines, people are going that way. So there's, the whole industry has really stepped up. And I know there's hundreds of digester projects in California. And, uh, you know, just, just because we did this our way, there's, I'm not saying it's better than any other way, but for us, it was the best fit. And, uh, like any new technology, there's a lot of challenges. I mean, we, we're still making adjustments to, to get it to work a little bit better, but uh, it's exciting. It's good to see. I check every day to see how much power that we made and uh, along with milk production and other things. So I, it's been an educational process for me. I've learned a lot more about the environment and the greenhouse gases and all this stuff. And again, uh, it's it's interesting and exciting at the same time. Who knows what's going to happen in five years? Uh, there's been a lot of resources put into uh, the environmental side, and a lot of it's positive. What were some of the biggest challenges you had to overcome, or maybe biggest lessons you learned in this whole process? Well, I think for us, again, when we started in 2008, 2009, we went through a few developers to uh, get to the point where we are. I think advice I would have for anybody is to find somebody uh, that you're going to work with that uh, you can trust and has similar values as yourself. You know, we're, you're at, like with us, we're, we're, this partnership is probably going to last 20 years. And so working with CalBio, we, we think alike, we work together. Uh, it's been a great partnership. I, we work on the dairy side, they work on the environmental side, and together we have been successful. But also never give up because it would have been easy to quit after the company went bankrupt in 2009. And then, you know, we tried one or two times to get grants and were unsuccessful. And uh, when we found out, oh, there's no pipeline close to you, but our family's out, my father and grandfather has always instilled, don't quit, keep, keep working at it. And I think we always kind of believed that it was a good thing to do. And so we kept with it and eventually, uh, got it operational and uh, there'll probably be more challenges down the road, but hey, with a positive attitude and, and no quit effort, I think we'll be where we wanna be. 
Well said. So in looking at other opportunities to create a more efficient and sustainable herd of cows as everyone in the dairy industry continues to move towards these 2050 environmental stewardship goals, uh, have you ever considered using feed conversion efficiency genetics? Um, yeah, we're looking at all, all avenues. We're looking at genetics. We're looking at uh, other the big challenge in our area with the drought is water. You know, we've been converting our farmland over to drip irrigation and, and other types of technology that can help us to be precise in our irrigation of water. But you know, genetics is, is a key part. And I'm a part of an organization called Dairy Cares, and they have information about how in 1950, there was 25 million milk cows. Today, there's about 9.4 million, and uh, we produce substantially more milk with just a fraction of the cows, you know, and that's all through science, nutrition, genetics, uh, technology. And so it's exciting because it's not about, it used to be about adding more cows. Now it's about doing more with less. You got to be as efficient as you can. So uh, my grandfather also said, try to learn one thing every day. Well, if you learn one thing every day at the end of the year, you've picked up quite a bit of knowledge. So uh, keep an open mind and keep trying to learn, see what's out there. How about your community? What's been the reaction from your community on your sustainability and environmental efforts? Oh, it's been it's been very positive since the words, words uh, the award was announced. You know, we've had people wanting to come out and tour the facility uh, from uh, elected officials throughout California to the universities and, uh, and just... Uh, groups of people interested in, in learning more about uh, farming and, and ag in general. Yeah, there's so many people to reach as more and more people are removed from the actual farm every day. That's right. I think it, we got a good story to tell. You know, it's exciting. It's not just about farming. It's, it's the whole process of, of where we live and giving back to the community and making it better than when, when we got it. And what would you say is the next step for your farm and your five-year goal at our 20 dairy well we uh again how can we be more efficient we we, we have excess gas uh, methane that we we could do a phase two on so we're kind of evaluating our options on phase two to see how can we utilize this extra gas we've got a, a company uh from spain called h2b2 that's in the process of uh using some of our land leasing from us land uh, to do hydrogen transportation fuel and so we're attempting to see if we can use that excess gas to produce renewable energy for them when they produce the hydrogen transportation fuel. So that would be a, a whole other area. So, I mean, it's early in the game, but it's, it's kind of exciting. If they could use the methane from cows to produce renewable hydrogen transportation fuel, then that's a whole other area that we had no idea we would be getting into, you know, five years ago. So it's, it's kind, of a, kind of exciting. It is. And the opportunities are everywhere. Where can people go to learn more about your dairy? Producersdairy.com has, a, that's the processing side, which we send our milk to. It's part of the family and they've got it on their webpage. It kind of talks about the fuel cell, gives some uh, informational slides on that. But we're, we're, we're Bar 20 Dairy is the name of us, Bar 20 Dairy. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Steve. Congratulations on your award. We at Boba News wish you continued success in all you do and offer our sincere thanks and admiration for being such an exceptional leader and representing our industry well. 
This wraps up our Bova News podcast for today. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow Bova News on your favorite podcast subscription service. And while you're at it, follow us on the various social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube page. And be sure to check out our website, bovanews.com, for more information and alerts to upcoming podcasts and webinars. This has been your host, Kim Brimmer. And from everyone at Bova News, have a great day. Thank you.